Welcome to Farm Focus, a podcast by the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau. I'm William Whistler. This week on the podcast, I talked to regulatory specialist Grant Gullibon about the upcoming ACAP rollout across the state. Joined this week on the Farm Focus podcast by our uh, regulatory affairs specialist, uh, Grant Gullibon. Grant, it's great to have you uh, back on the podcast. I know uh, a lot of what we've talked about in the past has been avian flu, but uh, you know, obviously this is a very important thing as well in the ACAP legislation. If we uh, can you know, start by just talking a little bit about uh, what it is and you know, get people that maybe aren't too familiar with it and introduce that to them and let them know what's coming down the pike. Well, sure, Will. And again, thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure and nice to talk about something other than HPAI, which, as you mentioned, is, of course, ongoing and critically important that we respond to this correctly and have good biosecurity and be vigilant. But on the subject of ACAP, the Agricultural Conservation Assistance Program, this was advocated for in last year's state budget by Farm Bureau, other partner stakeholders like the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, Pennsylvania Association of Conservation Districts. And the ultimate result was that, a um, again, the ACAP program was created as a fund within the Clean Streams Fund. Initial appropriation of $220 million in federal funds. Now, that, that comes with some strings that I'll talk about a little bit later on. But $220 million in federal money, working out to be about $141 million of that that will go to counties in Pennsylvania. And every county in the state will get at least $300,000 to spend on agricultural conservation projects. Um, the, there's an apportionment formula that takes into account things like the number of stream miles in the county, number of agriculturally impaired stream miles, in order to try to get that funding channeled to where we can do the greatest good. And so naturally, you know, places like Lancaster County are going to get you know, huge appropriations as part of this. And there's a, there's a chart that we can talk about, I believe about $57 million of the total going to Lancaster County, but again, there is the need there and the opportunity. And also at the same time, there's a portion of that funding set aside for technical assistance, which is going to be critical both at the conservation district level where the program is going to be implemented and also at the state level where the State Conservation Commission is administering the program, will administer the program in counties that where a conservation district does not elect to opt in and uh, execute a delegation agreement but also at the same time they'll have resources available at a center that they're going to be creating within the State Conservation Commission, very similar to what they've done with the dirt and gravel road program across the state. And that will provide resources for, uh, for counties going forward. One thing that's very important too about the, uh, this funding is that we're on a, it's a pretty tight timeline to get the money distributed and spent. Right now uh, funds are going out to counties, I believe some counties may have also have already received through their conservation district, some of the some of the funding, but this funding has to be committed by the end of 2024, so within the next you know, 21 months, and then needs to be spent by the end of 2026. So we're on a tight time frame to try to get as many projects in as we possibly can, and so that is going to be the challenge. But again, it presents a great opportunity because there's a lot of conservation work that we can do that's going to improve water quality in Pennsylvania's local communities and the larger watersheds that they're a part of. Yeah, and that was one of the big things too, and you know, this being key to help clean up uh, the Chesapeake Bay and a lot of those uh, other watersheds, as you mentioned. But really, it seems like the the big thing about this is just the local angle of it, and you know, maybe the beauty to that, whether 
you're applying, you know, through your local conservation district rather than a big uh, statewide organization that, you know, things may get lost here or there, and it's a little bit easier to appropriate uh, yeah. funds where you need them. No, you're, no, you're exactly right, because it's going to be the people in the, in the local areas that know where the projects need to be done. It would be impossible for someone doing this from, from Harrisburg to identify all of that. We're encouraging and strongly, strongly recommending that our members at the County Farm Bureau level reach out to their county conservation districts and also reach out internally to members where that you know may have a project that would provide a great benefit on their farm and also to that larger watershed. Your point about the Chesapeake Bay plan and its impact on this is also very significant because one of the reasons that Pennsylvania's watershed implementation plans have been found to be deficient in the past is because of the lack of a, a funding program like this for ag conservation. And we think that we not only can do a great job of meeting Pennsylvania's Chesapeake Bay obligations through use of ACAP and similar funding programs that <clears throat> are out there that are complementary and also things that, that we can do in the future. So it's important that we show that as we've done in the past, that Pennsylvania's farmers have been the frontline environmentalists doing the work that benefits, as you said, their communities and the, the larger watershed that they may be a part of. And that's very important to be able to show not only you know, the continuation of that good work and good stewardship, but to make the case to make this a dedicated funding program going forward. And you mentioned uh, you know, some counties have already received these uh, or possibly could have already received funding. Yeah, I mean, some, some of the funding's already going out. So, so they're, getting, they're getting that and they're starting to get ramped up and there'll, there'll be a, a formal kickoff event at the end of this month that uh, the Department of Agriculture is planning. You know, we'll have more details on that whenever that happens. But there's no set timeline or no set application process that the districts are having. So as early as you can possibly reach out, the better off you are. So that also to give them an idea of what's going to be coming down the pike so that they can plan too. Because one of the critical components to making this work is not just going to be the funding for the projects, but also the ability to find the technical assistance, the professionals that install these practices, write plans, do this kind of work. Uh, right now in Pennsylvania, you know, we, we need more of that type of capacity. We have a lot of good, dedicated people. We need more of them. And so as we move forward, and we can talk about this as we, as we go on, that's going to be a focus for, for Farm Bureau and partner stakeholders is finding ways to increase that technical assistance capacity and try to work around some of the strings that are on this, this funding that limits how, much, um, how, many, how many projects can actually get in the ground. Okay, and as you've seen you know, this start to roll out, what are maybe some of the things as far as how this is working or how... Um, how people can get involved. I know you've said, you know, reach out directly to your uh, county conservation district. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say for county farm bureaus, one of the best things that people can do internally, I mean, I would think that there's probably at least a starting point of a knowledge base within neighbor you know, neighborhoods around, uh, you know, certain, certain farmsteads that people know of areas where there are problems and where more help is, is needed. And it's working together to identify those things on a peer-to-peer -peer basis. We're encouraging the county farm bureaus to, to reach out on other issues, peer-to-peer. -peer. Oftentimes the message coming from a fellow farmer is, is one that has a particular weight that doesn't come with, uh, with other folks saying the same thing. So you know, what we're trying to do here is in, in encourage that engagement 
as much as possible and do this as early as we possibly can. We'll provide resources and support here. And we can also talk about some of the, some of the practices that are eligible because there's a great deal of, uh, of opportunity out there, both in terms of assistance with writing plans, like agricultural uh, erosion and sedimentation plans, manure management plans, nutrient management plans, those are all ACAP eligible projects. And then there are other uh, projects that are physical BMPs that are eligible. We can talk about some of those as well. Yeah, what are some of those uh, projects that are eligible and what do you see as some of the, uh, as some of the benefits that you know, implementing some of these uh, practices can have? Well, I think, that, I think one of the things that all, we always want to make sure that we are doing whenever we're talking about ag conservation is that this has been a long-standing practice before any type of government funding was involved for Pennsylvania farmers and indeed for farmers across the country. The Pennsylvania farmers have always taken pride in leaving that legacy of their land, the clean air, the clean water that allows our animals to be healthy, allows our crops to be healthy, and allows us to feed Pennsylvania and increasingly the world. The issue that, that we have ended up seeing has been one of, again, as we're in an inflationary environment where there are a lot of economic pressures, that we've, and we've talked about those in other, other podcasts and through uh, other uh, other platforms that, that Farm Bureau has, but with the rising cost for inputs for virtually everything on the farm due, due to inflation and also supply chain disruptions, uh, lack of availability of, of certain products at certain times, all those pressures making it more and more difficult for those farms to be healthy and healthy farms that are growing and thriving install a lot more conservation practices than farms that are going bankrupt. So I think it's important that as we look at ag policy generally, both at the state and the federal level, but particularly at the state level as we're getting into a new budget season with a new administration, again, I would, I would hope that there is a recognition within all, of, within all of that of the pressures that farmers are facing and that it's not necessarily always, it's not, the, the help doesn't always come in the same form. There are many forms that it takes. But farmers need the type of support that allows them to be the good stewards that they've always been, be masters of their own destiny and of their own property, which they've worked so hard to maintain and improve over these many years. And with that, um, you talked a little bit about you know, just the importance of these things and uh, the fact that you offer, or that ACAP is going to offer uh, not just you know the actual practices themselves, but help with plans and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, what are some of those practices that you that you see that are uh, you know a part of this? Well, just taking a look at the list, and there's there's a pretty extensive list that is online, and we are making sure that we'll provide links to all that information through our website and our all other uh, communications platforms. But look at things like access roads; those are eligible under other ACAP animal mortality facilities. ACAP eligible. Um, looking back at things like critical area planting, fencing, stream bank fencing, grass waterways, animal heavy use area protection, all things that are physically, you know, that you can physically install in addition to the conservation plans that I, that I mentioned earlier. So there's a number of different projects that are ACAP eligible. Couple those with funding from programs like the Conservation Excellence Grant Program. Also you have the REAP Tax Credit Resource Enhancement Protection Program that's offered at the state level. So there are a number of different things that we are hopeful that as we work through this process that we can kind of leverage some of that money and bring some of those pots of money together, eliminate some of the barriers that currently exist 
in terms of restrictions that may allow for the use of one pot of money but not allow the use of another for the same project. So number of folks within the uh, within the ag industry and also the conservation community are, are working at ideas right now for ways that we can not only you know, get more projects in the ground and have the people to put them in the ground but also find better ways to do these things is it one of those things too where um you faced a you know a good bit of challenges at this point i know you've talked about just having the resources to be able to implement these, not necessarily from the financial backing, but just having the manpower to be able to actually put these in place. Sure. Been. Sure. I mean, what, you know, some of the, some of the things that we've discussed, I mean, as, as you go through any legislative process, obviously, I don't think any one party ever gets everything that they want in, in every situation, but we've made a good start here. And there are some, some things that we think that can be worked on in concert with the General Assembly and the administration and other stakeholders to improve the functioning of this program and to make it a viable long-term option that continues to get funding year after year. I would say, first of all, on the technical assistance capacity side, we need to find ways to remove the barriers to entry for professionals that want to do this kind of work. Oftentimes, these established, firm, established firms in many industry have an advantage over those that are trying to start up. The strings on this federal funding make that even more difficult because because it's federal funding, it's going to end up being subject to Pennsylvania's prevailing wage law, which I've seen in certain estimates can add anywhere from 15 to 30 percent to the cost of a project. So our state law that uh, is intended to protect the wages of union workers and other, and other professionals in areas around Pennsylvania, understand how that uh, in practice is good for the people that are already working, but it really makes it difficult especially whenever you have a situation where you need more capacity in a given area and you have a factor such as that that's limiting uh, the amount of the number of people that can get into the field. So certainly reform, we'll look at any types of reforms that will not impose additional burdens on farmers that will help us to get additional technical assistance and capacity. Also going forward, you know, we need to look at ways to try to attract professionals who are maybe not necessarily ag-focused right now, but they have a skill or an aptitude that is useful in an ag setting. And we need to look at, you know, our colleges and universities, you know, young, young, young professionals who are coming in and looking at, maybe hadn't considered ag before, but we can offer them opportunities not only you know, for, for conservation, but also to help Pennsylvania grow economically and to thrive in every possible way. Yeah, and obviously there's a lot of uh, opportunities in this and a lot of things that, can, that this can be used for, which kind of makes it dynamic in that sense that it's a good resource for people and something that's going to help with conservation. Uh, have you, I know we're still very early kind of in the process, but have you received any feedback or anything that you've heard from anyone that's tried to implement any type of project? Everyone is sort of at the start of things, but there there is a lot of, I mean, we overuse the term excitement because a lot of times we talk about being excited about things that maybe we're not quite so excited about. This is definitely one of those things where it's, it's an exciting opportunity because it's something that, that Pennsylvania hasn't had access to before and that also presents the opportunity to do so much more if we can make it successful. Has this been something that, you know, maybe you've seen it successful somewhere else, or is this kind of uh, just kind of new in that aspect that it's not so much, like, modeled after anything? 
the thing that it's modeled after at, at the state level, the inspiration was the dirt and gravel road program that the State Conservation Commission already runs. And so you have a you have sort of a cadre of people there who that understand how to work with conservation districts, understand the functioning and the and also the, the different needs that different parts of Pennsylvania have for agricultural conservation. So I think by doing that, they've set it up in a way using a using a Pennsylvania specific program as the model that people are comfortable with, understand how it functions and has been successful, gives us the best chance to be successful here. And what do you think maybe the next steps are as this starts to uh, unroll? Just uh just as far as like monitoring or where do you see this going? I think I think the next steps are as as we start to see projects awarded and announced, you know, publicize that, you know, see, show that, you know, hey, we're on the move, we're getting things working and should be able to have a timeline where we can show some completed practices and also be able to, you know, not, not sure exactly how quickly improvements will, will take place, but oftentimes they can follow in, in fairly short order. So especially if there's a, a practice that there was a long-standing need for, we can address a, an ongoing problem. And as far as that, anything else that you can think of as far as ACAP that is important to note for anybody that uh, is interested in either getting a project funded or, you know, any way they can uh, be a part of this? I think, again, think about the you know, those couple of things that we talked about. Think about who's going to end up doing your project because you're going to need to secure that capacity. Also, working with the conservation district to because they are they would be able to be helpful in terms of determining not only what their capacity is going to be, but also maybe in identifying some folks that might be able to do the work, and then you know keeping everything on schedule and you know, making sure that the funding is, is spent is spent as it was intended. But the way that this has been set up, I think we're in the best possible position to succeed given what we have right now as resources. We'll also identify other ways that we can improve the program as it gets underway, and so I'm looking forward to seeing some of the ways that we can do that too. Well, as you know, Farm Bureau put a lot of hard work into this into this program, so to see it being implemented and uh, starting to come together is a really good thing. So uh, we thank you for your work on this, and uh, you know for being able to continue to uh, to inform people about it. No, no problem. Got got to thank uh, you know, some you know, Farm Bureau Farm Bureau personnel who have since moved on that have done that did a lot of good work on this as well. And you know, got to give credit to both Darren Euchre and Kyle Kotzmoyer for their good work in advancing this and getting it to where we could get it across the finish line. Yep. And anything else you can think of that you'd like to uh, to share with uh, our listeners as far as uh, the ACAP legislation? I would just say again, you know, if you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us here at Farm Bureau. Happy to talk with you and happy to point you in the right direction to whatever resources that uh, you can avail yourselves of. We are your resource here at Farm Bureau and we're, we're happy to be that for our members. All right, Grant, well, I thank you for your time, for coming on and, uh, you know, informing us a little bit about ACAP. Thanks, Will. Always a pleasure. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of Farm Focus, please subscribe. More episodes are on the way, and all of our past episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on Podbean at pfbcast.podbean.com. Thanks for listening.